the boxes are rocking. Oh, yeah, please. Hey, come by. Come a knocking. Yes, it's the State of Combat Podcast. And it's back with the boxeo. It's back with the big time. It's back with your boy, BC, who was cruising the high seas this past week. The Brian Campbell, without question, definitely the voice that you hear. The man who only loves to do one thing. Bang, 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 bang. Yo, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, who doesn't? That's, I mean, that's what I'm talking about, right? Bang. See you later. Left, right, good night. Uh, folks, uh, I'm back. The performance enhancing audio, the syringe has been filled. It's coming for your veins. Let it embark upon you. This will be off the rails, guys. All right. I was on the damn boat for a week. Couldn't get a flight home because the snow spent a bunch of days in an Orlando hotel room. It's been a wild time, but BC's back in Connecticut. And I want to bring in my co-host, California's own from the left side. A guy who doesn't need a boat to go cruising if you know what I am talking about. Cruising was made for box. Respect was made for box. I love it when we cruise together. Rafe Bartholomew, accomplished author, editor, and friend. How the hell are you, my man? BC, it is great to be back in this state of combat with you, my friend. Let me ask you about this cruise. Did you see either any of the three, Horatio Sands, (laughs) Gooding Jr., or Yusuf Mack on this cruise? How dare you? How dare you? I mean, I mean... I mean, I've seen a lot of guys, Brian. I've looked at a lot of guys. But the question, Dwyer, is how many? Many guys. Many guys. Many guys. Oh, my God. I yeah, love that, man. Let's bring some respect and dignity. I need to Jim Gray this moment. Who Come on. was that, by the way? Cool me down, <laughs> brother. It's Dwyer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool them down. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, by the way, a lot of Dwyer love on the timeline. People were like, if love and Dwyer is 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 bad you know i don't if wrong i don't want to be right you know look if if peeing your pants is cool then consider me miles davis right (laughs) wow (laughs) yes you can put to sleep by joe horn by the way people don't realize we're just when we hang out all we do is speak in sound bites that's great look this is how we grew up us washed old dudes like us as old crappy whatever guys that we are we grew up watching bad 80s action movies and the simpsons and we developed our own language that was just references to those things and now we have our own language that is just references to boxing and dwyer yeah yes yes i mean it it, you know yes yes all right uh this show what are we gonna talk about oh we gotta recap all that was on Showtime pay-per-view, Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Broner. Hey, maybe we'll left around and look ahead to this weekend when Keith one-time Thurman comes back. Maybe we'll get into zone. Um, and he, maybe we'll talk about some hooker headlines. I don't know. What's going on in box before we get back on that? Anything, any news happen? Look, I've been on a damn boat filling my orifices with, uh, with buffets, man. Uh, Lot of all of them? All of them, Brian? All of them at, at, all of them at once. Uh, by the way, you sent me something. We gotta shout out Sergio Moro because look, it's a movement. 
Hashtag LoadWatch 2018. We may have to spin it up forward to 2019. 2019. It's a new year, my it's man. Sergio Mora, who gets in the zone, he's been a contributor in the past. Might have shot his load a little bit. Uh, he, he has been a contributor, but this Chris Algeri fight on the zone card last weekend, holy crap. Not a good look on Algeri's part if he wanted to make a, a statement tonight, especially for that Mo Hooker fight. He started off great, but maybe he, uh, he blew his wad early. Wow. Wow. All I heard was hooker there, Rafe. Yeah, look, Brian, when you want to make a statement to the hooker you're trying to see in the future, you don't want to shoot your wad too early. That's just the truth. Sergio Mora is an analyst, and he gives it to you straight. Uh, I think he should finish. I think he should shoot that. No. It might sound terrible. Yeah. No, it's too harsh. That's too it's harsh. Too, just, just too, that is too harsh. Uh What's going on? Hey, what's going on in your life before we talk about box? You moving any books? You you writing new books? Are you going to write a box book one day? What what's going on? I would love to. But what what box book should I write? What would be the the ultimate the 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 handbook to all cruiserweights? The the life story of Dennis Rubadub Lebedev? I I I've, I've always wanted it to learn to Russian. A, that might be the that might be the impetus. We all have favorite fighters. It has to be a love story, right? I mean, but you got to. There are warnings. You got to. You got to take. I, I already did love in basketball, man. I did an Omar true. Epps movie. I can't well, love in boxing. Let's bring in Dwyer on this. Don't fall in love with fighters who no longer exist. Like I would love for you to write a book about Jason Litzow, but that ship is passed. You know? He no longer exists, man. Our boy AB sent him to hell. That was a long time ago when AB was sending people to hell. Wow! Wow. I just don't think Broner, at this stage of his career, has the reflexes to deal with the bang bang. Well, that's the thing, Dwyer. Paulie agrees. I got more girls than Asian Broner's got hairs on his head. Okay, I've been with more girls. Yeah, I got more. I've been with more girls than the whole band camp's been put together. If you combine all the girls band camp's been with, I've been with more of them put together. I be Paulie. Yeah. Uh, all right, boxing. Yeah. So, um, you any. Get some Christmas sales there. You move. You move any of those books around? My man, Christmas was like a whole month ago. Yeah, we move some books. We're always moving books. We stay. We we're always about books here in the Bartholomew household. Yes, all right. Yes. So yeah, we're moving books. We are about that. Right. Gang gang. You are about that life. Um, book book. Uh, anything happened news wise in boxing while I was gone? You I'm want me to pull you in? You just let me. You've been gone a long time, I've been gone Brian. a long time. So it's a long way from the lip to the cup. I, Floyd, I know you know what that means. I, I still don't know what that means. And in, in inside baseball here, I was on, I was recently on the uh, Fox lot in L.A. Have you seen the show called uh, PBC Face to Face? I don't know if you've seen that show. <laughs> Tell you the truth, Brian, I haven't seen it, oh, but I do know you. that you're involved with it. How dare you? Hey, get out there on, I don't know. Fox, FS1. Check out that Keith Thurman, Josecito Lopez episode. That's some good TV. Keith Thurman coming back this weekend. I happen to be hosting that show, but uh I was uh, recording an episode involving Sean Porter and Dana Sukas, and I was like, hey, Sean, look, I gotta know that people have to know on my show. Alex Godinez has to know. Like, what the heck was your dad talking about when he said that? Like, what is going on with Kenny Porter here? Like, I just, I don't... I don't get it. That's not a service that I have. Uh, apparently, I don't have that soundbite either. But um, stay with me. Stay with me, Rafe. 
No, don't stay with We're me. all with you. We're, we're uh, rooting for you. Do I? Is that on the show anymore? All right. Anyway, and uh, he gave me a really long explanation about what that means. Floyd, there's a long way from the lip to the cup. I'm sure you don't understand what that means. And by the end of it, I still didn't understand what that means. But, you know. You're washed. Welcome to it. Yeah. I guess that is what it is. Uh, anything happen? Headlines. Headlines. Yeah, hell yes. There's lots happening. What do you look? All right. So we're about to find out who AJ Anthony Joshua's next opponent will yes. be. We're guessing it's going to be probably Big Baby Miller, and then we're all going to jump out of a window because we're boxing fans. Uh, we are waiting for either Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury to come to a deal for their rematch, or it goes to purse bid, which will be very interesting because. Eddie Hearn is out here talking crazy about spending wild zone money on that fight. Canelo is going to be fighting Danny the Miracle Man Jacobs oh, on May oh. 4th, Cinco de Mayo. That is big news bro. while you were cruising. All right. While you cruise, we news, Brian. Wow, bro. All right. We are about this life. Wow. I stopped Canelo. Yeah. Stop it don't matter what round. Yo, Canelo, you ain't even touching e- – well, actually, Canelo's touching a lot I, of them. So much I, – I, I wrote about this in the hashtag Respectbox newsletter. Yes. The amount of lo- – I, I never felt like such a Danny Jacobs fan until he got nominated – nominated, got, got, got this Canelo fight. That gets this chance. I mean, it's and and it's it's genuine. I don't know like why. I just feel so, so good for him, man. He's been waiting a long time for this. This is a huge money fight. He's going to be touching so many M's in this fight, and he could win it. It's an exciting fight. I, this this the reason in the past that fans were reluctant to jump on the sort of. You know, re, of course, it's a great story to come back from having serious life threatening fight with cancer and come back to a elite boxing career, but. When the opponents were Jared Fletcher or Peter Quillen in a weird, fluky one-round knockout, that ain't Danny Jacobs' fault, but still, it was just hard to process. When it was Sergio Mora two times and Sergio Mora breaking his ankle or whatever the heck happened, all of it, when when the underdog story of man defeating a, a, a really horrible, life-threatening illness – the out, when the triumphant ending of that were these fights, it was hard to latch onto it. But now – that miracle man fighting Canelo? I love that fight. Bro, I, oh. Danny Jacobs, you're the boy. <laughs> like, you put it on him. Dude, you know who Danny Jacobs, by the way, speaking of that, has to thank? Let me bring in Boo Boo Andre's father. Thank the great Eddie Hearns. <laughs> I mean, he may not be the GOAT, but great, thank the great Eddie Hearns for making that happen. Canelo Danny Jacobs is a hell of a fight. And by the way, it's not even on pay-per-view because didn't the zone kill pay-per-view? Or was that Oscar? It may not be dead yet, especially the numbers coming out. You want to talk about news. There's news hot off the press from the top copperator, Mike Coppinger, wow. on, uh, tweeting stuff out from the ring. And Keith Eidek at bo- Boxing Scene talking about the different possible numbers. We're still waiting for the official number to come in from our man, Glazer. Yes. But, but, but they're talking about it definitely did better than – Wilder Fury, which honestly is a little surprising to me. And obviously Manny's a bigger name. It's not surprising with me. People underestimate that Broner has a giant fan base. You think I, that that are willing to pay him to pay to watch him fight? I just figured they tune in to the see the, the show when it's on TV. But this is another level. He did that for the hood, bro. All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, we're gonna have to ask the hood if they are proud of him then. <laughs> 
Uh, by the way, do you follow? Are you into boxing media beefs? Because Top Copywriter and uh, and the Fleece feel like they're going at it lately. You, you down for that or no? You're not here for that. I, of course, we all follow it, but it's a little gauche. I don't know if it's something I really want to get deep into. All Look. Right. It's competition is good, right? Competition yeah. is good for everything. This is Danny's and time anyway. No, no, these no. guys are here, here, this is Danny's night. All right, this let's is, just leave let's it. Let's bring that. in Dwyer. Not not What's Danny Rayfield though. <laughs> What's the deal? Does Danny Jacobs have bad breath or something? No, bro. He's getting the fight. This is a fight he can win. And you know what this does? It's it's kind of an under subhead that we're not talking about. Kind of restores faith in the uh, if not restores establishes faith in the Canelo DAZN deal. Right? It's not, okay, one for you, one for me, like you mentioned. We got Rocky Fielding, okay. It was three months later. It, there was elements to it of making it feel more special than it was. He's not coming back to Lemieux. This is the raw dog. This is the real deal. This is Danny Jacobs. This is a guy who's longer, taller, bigger, more explosive, more athletic. Put his hand on a couple M's back in the day. Like this, this is, it's a good ass fight, dude. This is a good, thank you, Eddie Hearns. Eddie, you know, you, you know, you are the, the damn goat. Thank the great Eddie Hearns. Cause this is a damn good fight. Yeah, no, it's hard to ask for anything more. People, there may be some people out there who would have preferred Canelo Triple G3. Fine. I'm not against that, but yo, I'm excited about this fight. This is something we have not seen Canelo face before. A guy who's bigger, guy who probably uses his feet better than Canelo, a guy who is really going to test him in some new ways, a guy who not only moves a little bit better than Canelo, which I think we've seen in the past with maybe Erislandi Lara or maybe even Austin Trout, but a guy who's that moves that well, uses the ring, boxes, has a back foot game, as our guy Dwyer occasionally likes to say, and is physically bigger. Now, what do you think of this 170 pound uh, weight? Well, I forget. Why am I uh, rehydration clause? Why did it take me so long to remember that? Is that a thing? So. Yes, if there's going to be a 170 rehydration oh, clause for this crap. fight. Stop it. Teddy, where are you? Like, are you kidding me? Teddy, stop. Like, you don't care what that guy said about, no, why? Stop being a diva, Canelo. Take the damn fight. Well, it's, that's, that's part of the fight. Now, hey, what are we going to do? I, you, you, do you think that really hurts Danny's chances? Do you, are you one of the guys who thinks that the reason Danny Jacobs looks so good against Triple G was that he <laughs> rehydrated to like 200 no. pounds that night? Look, boxing is in MMA have weird rules with extreme weight cutting, but it allows guys like a prime Chavez Jr. to come in at cruiserweight against middleweights, and that's just the way it is. Like, no rehydrate Rehydration clause for a small, small fighter moving up in weight against somebody, yes. Like Manny against the... You know, whatever. But like, no, no, not this. This is, this is, that is not allowable. That is not permissible. No, not, not at all. Uh, I, I don't like it that, is, but uh, hey, I'll tell if that's what I have to go through, not like I'm cutting. It way. is a little bit kind of silly because Canelo just won a fight at 168 and is parading around as a somewhat semi-legit half champion yeah, after beating bit, Rocky yeah. Fielding for that secondary belt at 168. So if if you could go up and beat super middleweights, why are you why what is why take that extra advantage over a guy who campaigns at middleweight like Danny Jacobs? You know what, Canelo, he was dared to be great for a long time. He's a heel. Then he saying. had that. Hey, maybe he learned too much from Floyd stretch, but he felt like he after look. And then the phrase, tainted meat at the lexicon. Ever since then, I feel like he's come back to being 
our boy. He come back to, to, to being ready. I was born ready. You know that. Born ready, brother. Like, I don't feel like he's screwed us at all lately. He took the M's for this I, deal. A he, lot of people wish he had screwed him, them, lately. <laughs> I, that gotta be your bull. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We, no, no. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, Ladies, I don't not, know. Not I don't me, love not, that. You, maybe, not me. Why are we gonna know. compromise Nobody. Danny Jacobs? You should be able to beat him straight up. I don't like that. And I know, you, you know, you could say, well, look, didn't Oscar make Hopkins come down two pounds? Yeah, he did. Didn't Floyd make Canelo come down two pounds? Yeah, he did, but I don't know. Canelo's already the middleweight champion. He beat Golovkin. This is the this is the real lineal title right now because not only did Canelo beat Cotto when he had the lineal title, he held it, he defended it. He never got convincingly beat by Triple G, even though a lot of us scored at least one of those fights for him. And a lot of us also scored both of those fights for Triple G, but that's not how it played out. He is the real – he's the lineal champion right now. So is this the best possible way to defend it? Maybe not, no, but no, no. it's a great fight. Well, Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let that get me down. This is a great fight, dude. I just went from very high to, to little, little temper. All right, anything else in the news cycle? Anything happened with any hookers? What else What else we got? Oh, man, I mean, you've been gone a long time. This is a serious cruise you took. It's hard to keep up with all that news. Where do you want to go with it, man? Where do you want to go? Um, Joe Joyce versus Bermain's Devern. I'm up okay. for that, baby. The jug- that's that. a good step up fight. I really. like that fight. What what network? When it, what is the deal with that? I don't know about any of that stuff. Is that a service you have by any chance? All of that stuff is a service I have. All right, you, you're paying the 4.99 and the 9.99. We don't have to get Corner Man after you. Not yet, not yet. No, I, I, look, I was considering, I was considering dropping my DAZN subscription. To tell you the truth, if it seemed like the Eddie Hearn relationship was dissolving a little bit. If these That's Dillian White, Derek Chisora type have. fights start moving to Showtime, stuff like that. I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll just subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe for the months I want to watch. But this Canelo news, hey, I'm in. I'm in. I'm down. I want to support this movement. All right. All right, we got we got a bunch of fights to recap to get to. Uh, before we do, speaking of latest news, um, Dwyer, it's not just boxing anymore. What's going on here? Well, we know that Dwyer is an attorney, and he on the side he likes to share his thoughts on the true crime. Why? Is it? I know about DwyerVIP.com. I know about hedge betting. I know a lot like that. Are we talking about like? There's like, there's OJ on the timeline. Like, what the hell's going on here? My man, you need to go visit this. His 45 minute rundown of the OJ Simpson affair, the entire everything is life changing. And there's a lot more, especially a conspiracy theory minded individual like yourself, you and, and anyone out there listening, you should probably check the Dwyer true crime page. It will change your life. Hey man, don't be a blank. Oh, wow, wow. Um, all right, I'm in on that. So here's the deal. We made that passing reference in our last show, like, hey, man, maybe 2019. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll seek another opinion on the show. I know you should always trust your opinion above, you know, a stranger online, but maybe we would get that stranger on here. Some people on Twitter said, though, guys, don't ruin the myth. Don't ever meet your heroes. Do you have fear that um, a Dwyer appearance one day would would uh, would pop the balloon? No, I want I, I I want as right now I want all the Dwyer I can get. I want to meet him. 
I want to do it in person. I want to bro out. I want to be, have you seen, sometimes he does these split screen NFL things on his YouTube page with some old guy who I've never really seen before. <laughs> I want to meet that guy too. I, look, the entire Dwyer experience, I, I want as much as I can get. Just, just mainline it for me. All right, all right. Let's get into what we missed the last couple of weeks. People want to hear us talk about fights. Top of the Pops, Vegas, Showtime pay-per-view, Pack Broner. Were you there, Rafe? I don't know. I was not there this time. I had plans to go, had to cancel a credential late. Uh, who cares about this kind of stuff? But it just didn't work out. I, I wasn't feeling up to it. Uh, my girlfriend was sick. I was being a good boyfriend. You know, just the things that, that people do. So I, I I had to subscribe. It was a Showtime pay-per-view was a service that I had that night. Okay, I mean, that sounds like you were you were being a man there. That you said that's what people have to do, and that's what men do, Brian. Folks, that's not the way men do it. <laughs> According to Dwyer, just 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 gonna be straight up with you. Okay, look, look, the only the only person whose opinion matters to me on the matters of what men do is Big John Fury. All right, I love Dwyer, but he ain't telling me what men do. He ain't X-rated, and and Big John is. All right, Pack Broner, we laid out the scenarios of how it could play out. Then we laid out the scenarios of how it would play out, and it played out to the damn T. I could play you Dwyer songs, Dwyer songs, Dwyer drops up the A about what, you know. In my opinion, the sun is setting on Adrian Broner. Did it set? Did it set with this wide, unanimous decision loss? Most experts at ringside seem to have it 12-0, 11-1. The three judge side, judge side scores. Wow. Uh, gave it essentially 8-4. Broner had nine lives coming in like a prime Zab Judah. I thought the end was when Mikey blanked him. Is this the end now? Is this the last time? Or is he going to get propped up again and then he'll see himself back in another pay-per-view fight a year and a half from now and we'll go through this same song and dance of, you know what, if he takes it seriously this time, he might actually do it. Rafe, did the sun just set on prime Adrian Broner's career? Man, you I, you just said, is this the end so many times? I can only think of old school new edition. I got like Ralph Tresvant's high-pitched oh, yeah. voice in my, is this the end? Are you my friend? <laughs> yeah, you're into it now. I like that. Um, no, it's not the end. He's still doing good business. They did good business. This is a big win for them, pay-per-view, Keith Eidick reported that they did better than Wilder Fury. Mike Coppinger reported that they did over 400,000 pay-per-views. Now, Showtime, if they did have to pay Manny's oh, – well, somebody had to pay Manny's $10 million guarantee. So they, that – it may not be a huge financial win because a lot of that goes to Manny and the, and, and, and the money owed to Broner. But still, that's a good number. Things were not lining up well for this fight. ESPN barely publicized it at all because they were pushing ESPN Plus's UFC first big UFC card part of their new deal. Oh, well, I, you, I talk about that stuff. You don't typically talk about that stuff. Well, it's, not, it's coming into my world. It's coming into the world of boxing. It's coming to the world of Senador Pacquiao and the money that's going to show up in the Philippines eventually. So, of course, I care about this. And 
So we have audio, look- by the way, real quick. We have audio of the ESPN backroom meetings when they decided that decision. UFC are a bunch of skinhead white guys watching people in the ring who are also all right, all right, enough of that joke go ahead um so look th- in the middle of last week things looked pretty dire for how this pay-per-view might work out and the numbers can't seem to be coming back really good again we're waiting for rick laser he's the guy but so far so good and so if ab is still helping as a b-side making these not look our guy chris algeri didn't do this much Number did, didn't do as well with Manny back in Macau on HBO when Manny was a more relevant fighter, nor did Brandon Rios. So this is a, this is not bad for AB, even though his performance was ass. Uh, so he's going to get more chances. He's he, people still watch. Name, name me a top fighter that's better than Chris Algieri. Um, you're right. Look, he still moves products. Say what you will. When he fought Granados on Showtime, he did like two million. There's the, the TMZ crowd. There's the world star crowd with it mixed with that. People want to see a train wreck. Even his terrible interview, Brian, after the fight with Jim Gray, where he's talking about, I beat that boy. I beat that boy. All that junk. He, that, that is the viral moment from this fight. Right, Nobody showed that. any part of, of Manny's interview. People are barely showing, showing highlights of the fight. Or if they are showing highlights of the fight, it's only because they're splicing them with the interview of A.B. saying, I beat that boy, and showing Manny landing punches at the same time to make fun of him. A.B. is the viral star of this. Post-135 A.B. has been more sizzle than steak, right? That's the gimmick. All all sizzle, sizzle, no steak. Well, now it's all sizzle and no steak. So we got got that moment with Jim Gray. I saw in in the press conference he called Al Bernstein the N-word and and just uh, that, I mean, you know, that that was was a train uh, wreck. That was, you know... Inappropriate to say that. Yeah. Uh, but in the ring, we got nothing, Rafe. It was almost a typical, like we said, we predicted it. When Broner faces the elites, the moment he realizes their skills are better than his, look, he doesn't give up because he's, he's got a chin and he, he'll fight. I mean, we saw that against Maidana, but he doesn't try to win. He doesn't try to throw enough punches to win rounds. He's content to try to load up with one shot and then make the crap argument afterwards that he thought he won. He had no leg to stand on, obviously, this time around. This wasn't, you know, the same Berto. This wasn't, you know, a, a different type of fight. We're like, all right, you know, he did land more power shots. You may have think Powley beat him, but he did land better, bigger power shots. This was just lifeless. And here's the thing. You can't do that on pay-per-view, Rafe. You can't. So is it time to throw him VO? Like, is it time to go the circus route? Or is this just a vicious cycle that because he draws, it's going to keep happening? Well, if he draws, I think it will keep happening. I think he will get a bet, a chance at a get well fight. And if he wins or looks halfway decent enough, then someone, someone is going to lose. So, and they will need to fight Adrian Brown. Some, one of the better welterweights is going to lose at some point in time. They're going to need to fight AB because they're going to need a name on that resume to get back in this, in the mix. Danny Garcia could use a name. Maybe he'll fight AB. What if some, what you just, you just saw your Dennis Ugas and Sean Porter in person. If Ugas comes out a winner in that fight, which I don't think is the craziest, it wouldn't be upset of the year. It ain't going to be Pablo Cesar Cano sending Jorge Linares wow. to hell in one round at the beginning as an upset of the year for 2019. So if Ugas can't, comes out over Porter, 
then Porter might need a get well fight. He might need a rematch with AB. AB is a very useful member of the PBC roster, even uh, I'm though pro on that boxing fans are just kind of, oh my God, do we got to see this again? We know what we're getting. You, Brian, you, Brian, have been a little bit of an AB apologist over the years, or at least willing to believe that someday he's going to, like, just happen. sort of almost by 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 randomness or by the the law of probability someday he's gonna have a good night he's no. gonna show it all he's, he's the, the talent is gonna come out have you given up on that idea I've given up on it it's over but uh, now it's vicious cycle time and what that means is come back next against the granados alec verdiev guy get well then do a freakish fight against Berto or Ortiz, win that, get well, and you're right. Then get served up to Danny Garcia. Then get served up to anybody. I mean, look, that's the PBC plan. I'm not the only PBC guy who's pro on that Broner plan. I'm pro Boner, Broner in that fight. Whoa, wait, Keith, 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 <laughs> yes, Keith. Keith. whoa, Keith, what? Whoa, like, whoa, hold on. We knew you was into the flute, Keith, but what? Say well, what? Keith, Keith uh, we got to pause this. And, and, I mean, he might have just shot that. Hold on. Let's go that one more time. This is courtesy, by the way, of one of our friends in the business, Dan Canobio of CompuBox, CompuBox Live, the podcast. Love that show. I'm pro boner. Wow, Keith. Wow. But, um, yeah, you know, you can, you could see that happening. I mean, cause look, when you look at that division, as, as Khan would say, the 147, when you look at the 147, you need, Go, you need, you need goats. And I'm not talking about the greatest of all time. I'm talking about those B-side goats, right? You need that. I mean, that's what it's all about. All about it's, all, it's all about, it's all about the loot. Well, man. it is all about that too. But, but, you know, yeah, they're going to need him to play that role. Uh, crap, crap for Broner, man. I, all right. I, I don't know. I don't know. What did I want from them? I wanted them to fight. All right. I wanted well, him to try. I, I, I wanted it too, man. I wanted, I wanted once in my, once in our lives as boxing fans to see Adrian Broner Step could just sh- sh- live up to that a little bit of that talent. Have because even a lot of disappointing fighters, right? We've seen they've come uh, over and over again throughout the history of boxing. It it happens, right? But they usually have one night where they put it all together, where they look great, where they fight the fight of their lives. And it seems like at this point we are never going to see that night against with with with, with the man Av. What a hollow! I mean, we talked about this before, but what a hollow! career for a four division champion i mean off the top of your head like how many guys have legitimately even in this watered down era of belts are four division champions it's still like a an it's, elusive it's club m- like less than 10 yeah and he's a four division champion and his best win is probably antonio demarco yeah, no probably paulie yeah, yeah. probably paulie but right. that was less convincing but still yeah. i beat Paul, and, and there's a lot of people who didn't think he'd beat him. I was ringside. He beat him 115, 113, but he left the back door open. So I can understand that. But damn, man, it's no, he's never going to tap in and get that win. So we've had this debate before. Do you not serve him up as a, as a prime B-sider and you just make him a circus attraction in fights he can and should win? Maybe fine. I- Good for it. Look, if he continues to make money, that's, I I have nothing against that. I, I, like anyone else, I want the best for him, even though he, of all the people in boxing, he's one of the hardest to say that for, but let's, let's, let's try and do the right thing and, and, and wish even, right? You know, that's, that's the, that's the, the Christian thing to do or the, or the whatever, you know, whatever religion you prescribe to that, 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 
suggests kindness, we still want the best for him. Um, so if he can make money doing that, do it. All right, let's not bury the lead. Manny Pacquiao. Manny, Manny, the senator, come on. 40 years old, wins a pay-per-view main event and looks pretty damn good doing it. Oh, let's get the devil's advocate cynic question out of the way. Did 40-year-old Manny look great? Or was this Broner not throwing enough punches in return? Just like, by the way, Wash Matisse didn't throw anything back in return. What do we got here? Well, look, I think it's fair to say that the way Broner fights is going to make someone like Manny look good. Someone who uses his legs, someone who throws a lot of punches, someone who comes in and out, changes distance, is aggressive. That's good against a guy who is going to, who is generally inactive, who was less active in this fight than he's been in the past. That's, and might also be a lesser version of the, of the Adrian Broner we've seen in the past because of how he, gains weight between fights, how he might be living, if he drinks, we don't know. But so we can throw those caveats in, but screw it. Man, he looked good. He fought with a lot of energy. Yes, he looked sloppier now than he used to. He lunges in more. His balance doesn't seem as good. The angles aren't he he doesn't seem to vary the angles in the ways that he used to. It's 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 almost like he's reverting back to an old man version of the young, young Manny before he refined his skills when he's just, I am going to rush in real fast and, and throw some, some fake shots to set up a left or the, the, the right hook off of my jab after a couple little throwaway hook, uh, jabs. Uh, so he didn't, he doesn't look as sharp as he did, but man, to fight at 40 years old with that much energy and to really dominate Adrian Broner, a guy who even when he's losing fights, he fights in a way that's almost designed to never make him look bad. Like people say that Broner is tough and has a lot of heart. I don't know if I agree with that totally. I think it's more that he likes to, Broner fights in a way that, that almost prevents him from ever Looking bad, getting embarrassed in the ring. He doesn't try to win fights. He just tries to not get hit square, not get hit bad, not get hurt. And if he lands a couple counters, cool. He'll take those and say that he won the fight even when he didn't. And that's kind of what he did in this fight as well. Manny looked good, man. He, okay. Marcos Maidana hurt Adrian Broner the most. When Adrian Broner, I probably... At the height of Broner's career, although 147 was his best weight, but he was still undefeated, still sharp, still didn't think he could lose, all of those things. Marcos Maidana beat him up the most, but Maidana took a lot more coming back than Manny did. You could make the argument, Brian, and feel free to tell me to get off of my flag-waving Filipinas soapbox here. You could make the argument that Manny dominated Broner better than Mikey did, better than Sean Porter did. Better than Marcos Maidana did. Yeah, I think you're right. It was as, it was really as thorough. And I, it's just, what was it the speed that, that forced Broner to check out that early? It's tough, man. It's tough, but you're right. Props to 40 year old Manny. Props for still being able to actually look that good with speed. Yes, nothing coming back in return, but he was giving Broner reasons not to. You're right, Broner. So it's, it's Broner's not heart. He's tough. That's the difference. He has a tough chin and he won't quit, meaning he won't have VO level disastrous losses, but he will stop trying to win. And let's not forget 
for as much as I praise him for his performance against Maidana from the standpoint that he was the guy coming on at the end and he never actually quit. Well, he did try to quit during that fight, right? He did try to foul his way out. He did try to, he did rock Maidana clearly after the bell. So he was something at 135 that he could never be above that weight class. And because he was so great at 135, he cut so many corners and figured, I don't have to throw enough punches. I don't have to cover up. I can just walk you down, stand in front of you, eat a couple shots, and then land something big and make chumps physically unable to continue against me because I'm really a welterweight in a lightweight's body. But, man, he never had it above that because it was never there to begin with. And, yes, I overrated what I thought he could be if he actually did just throw enough jabs and box. It's not there. It's over. Man, he did look good, though. I can't get past that. He did look good. So how good? What does that mean? If he comes back against Floyd, I think it's good enough to make that fight kind of fun to watch. I mean, Floyd's 42 now, so we could have business there. But, Rafe, I feel like it's the Manny Pacquiao. I'm a natural Walter Waite. Walter Waite sweepstakes now, and we're like Al sitting there with a lot of money on his desk going with the chess pieces going, okay, what am I going to do? If Spence beats Garcia, does he get Manny at Fox pay-per-view at Walter Waite. Or is it Thurman coming off of a potential Josecito win? Or is it, you know, insert Porter coming off of if he can beat Ugas? What? How? Like, I don't think he looked good enough to compete a ton against a Spence. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I agree. I, well, I don't think you're wrong. I agree. I, Errol Spence is a lot to, 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 to bite as a, a lot to chew, a lot to bite off. Well, whatever. Okay, sorry <laughs> um, wow. for anybody in boxing. Uh, and so, so yeah, I, 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 that's that's Spence is the one. Spence and Terrence Crawford, obviously on the other side of the street now, with top rank. Those are the two fighters who I, I would just be like, I have no interest in that. I do not think Manny has a chance against them. Anybody else? Uh, I wouldn't even, I would, I wouldn't even be surprised if Manny went in as a favorite against a lot of guys, a lot of those other Walter Waite fighters. Now, that may be a little too far. They may prove otherwise. Danny Garcia can punch. He's got good timing, good counter. Seems like it could be uh, the kind of guy who could, could hit Manny Pacquiao with the kind of, uh, with the kind of Juan Manuel Marquez Counterpunch that ends the fight or changes the fight. Sure. Keith Thurman got a lot of power, quick move, move. We'll see how he looks with this elbow and, and his hand coming back. So yeah, but these are all fights that we want that, that, that are worth seeing. And yo, it's great for, for PBC for sure because Manny doesn't seem like he's that worried about fighting. He, he does seem like he's game to fight anyone if the money is right. Now, eventually that'll probably catch up to him like he catches up to any brave fighter. But he's proving that he somehow is still at that near elite level of welterweight. And if the Floyd fight comes together, I'm down for that too. I, I'm, I wouldn't mind seeing how Floyd deals with a real boxer at this point in his half career. I, I would, I would be interested to see how his legs hold up these days. And Manny, Seems like one thing that is different from the version, the 2015 version of Manny Pacquiao who fought and lost clearly to Floyd Mayweather 
is he he seems like he's a little more willing to throw caution to the wind to just say F it and jump in and throw some punches, which is what we all wanted him to do against Floyd. Now, Floyd has a way of making everyone never do that when they think they're going to. And he all, all in all likelihood to do it again. But I'd see I'd watch any of it, man. I'd no watch doubt. any of it. But Who do you want to see? Who do you want to see? I want to see on. Floyd. And I actually mean that. And it's quickly I'm saying that it's weird. But if it's not going to be Floyd, what's the best case scenario for all Mikey? Of us? Uh, off of a win only or off of a off of a loss? If they can make if there's money in it, why not? Is there a ton of money in Mikey coming off of a loss fighting Pacquiao on some form of PBC pay-per-view? I'm not sure. Tell you the truth, that's the kind of matchup that I kind of I, I get psyched over that matchup because Mikey's ring smarts, his timing the power I think he would have that would translate at least fighting against a guy who's roughly his size like Manny Pacquiao, that would be a fun fight to watch, man. I guess maybe Thurman. Let's say Thurman beats Jose Cito but does not look amazing. Looks pretty good but does not look amazing. Could you talk yourself into the idea that Manny has the speed and smarts to not get knocked out by Thurman and have a chance to win the decision? Absolutely, I could talk myself. I would want to see if that is true. I don't know if I would pick Manny in that fight, but yeah, I would want to see that. Because I think even though Spence is better in my mind, and Spence still has more to prove, obviously. We've labeled him quick after that Kell Brook win. But Thurman is the bigger long-term star because of his personality. So maybe you take a chance on trying to push Thurman over the top first as your next pay-per-view superstar. And you and you make that fight if you're Al. It's interesting. It's interesting. Thurman wants it. We'll see what happens here. But hey, clinical decision one. Uh, was the build up anything worth it? I, I, I obviously checked out getting on that boat, didn't have Wi Fi. Was fight week fun or was it predictable and kind of lame? It was, uh, look, AB makes pretty brutal fight weeks because they just, he just drags them down so low into the dirt. This is boxing. We all have a very high tolerance for inappropriate comments, for I, for racism, unfortunately, we're just sort of immune to it in a lot of forms. This, um, I hate, it, it sucks to say that, but we're just, we see a lot of it. it. It, there's a lot of ugly stuff in this sport and we accept it in some cases, embrace it, not the racism. AB takes it to another level of lowness and he got it there with this one in a lot of different ways. The Al Bernstein stuff, the taunting members of the Philippine press with racist slurs about having German shepherd to feed them and stuff like that. that. That's no, that, that, that's just, that's just crappy. Like uh, stuff like that makes you say, I don't want anything to do with this fight, this person anymore. Yeah. Um, and by the way, is 400,000 really a successful pay-per-view for these two at this point? I feel like, like that's successful for Fury Wilder. Cause neither of them were like established household stars, but in theory, shouldn't Broner Pacquiao have done more even in this current pay-per-view climate or, or am I, am I missing something here? I think it's pretty good, man. They, they, Manny hasn't been on pay-per-view in a very long time. Every time he's been on pay-per-view fighting anyone but Floyd Mayweather since the Marquez loss, he's been under 400,000. Pay-per-view is not dead, but it is also not the only option for boxing fans. This was a week in which the, a lot of the publicity factors did not favor them between ESPN, focusing on UFC, 
and it really, I don't know. I think it's pretty good. That's a solid number for this. That's better than Triple G ever did outside of Canelo. Okay, then this, we, got, this, we got certainly blinded by the five-year build to Mayweather-Pacquiao where any pay-per-view with either of them against a decent enough B-side was still clearing that one million mark. And it made that one million mark not seem as giant of a mark as it actually is. And then suddenly when Cotto Canelo wasn't beating a million but still was doing really well, we started to realize that one million pay-per-views is such rarefied air. And it mm-hmm. really was something special that Pacquiao Mayweather run in terms of the expectations they built, you know, in the pay-per-view. Because it's, it's, well, Canelo and Triple G still did a million both times. So that that's still impressive, but... It's not easy. I don't know. I just feel like it would have done more. All right. I want to ask you one more thing on Pacquiao before we get out of here. Cliff Rold, right? Guy on Twitter we respect, a, a hardcore guy. He had an interesting take. He said, look, I thought Pacquiao beat Jeff Horn. So if you believe that, then let's look at this run post-Floyd loss for Pacquiao. All fights coming when he's essentially, what, like 38 to 40 years old? Win over Bradley in the trilogy. Win over Vargas. Win over Horn if you believed he should have. Knockout of Matisse to win the secondary title. And essentially a clean sheet shutout of Broner. Cliff Rold is not only saying like, hey, let's give Manny his respect after that Floyd loss. He's not washed. We were wrong. And is that the actual best run at welterweight since that, since Mayweather Pacquiao? Is that the most impressive welterweight run since then? I'm automatically going to argue and say, well, look, Keith Thurman beat unbeaten Danny Garcia and prime Sean Porter. I still may like those two wins over all of this, but what what is your call on this? I think that's probably the right answer that the wins over Porter and Danny Garcia are just strong, too strong to ignore. But I, I do think that Manny beat Jeff Horn. And I do agree that that is about as impressive of a five fight run in that span of time. That's more impressive than any other five fight run. You're going to find at, Welterweight. Now, some of that has to do with the PBC fights that we don't get to see, that these, that they are not always matching their best fighters in the most compelling matchups. And it also has to do with every t- Manny, because of his status, if he fights, is going to have even, even a bad Manny fight, even a bad Manny opponent, Jesse Vargas, Jeff Horn, that's as bad as you can get. And that is a lot higher than what some of these other guys are fighting on their uh, get well or stay busy fights. So uh, it also has to do, I think, with Manny's star power and the idea that you need to match him against someone who who seems remotely in the ballpark. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Sounded boring. Heard everybody talk about it the next day. Still sounded boring. Man, I can't get over Thurman ripping Horn. That's just hilarious. Jeff Horn. Who's Jeff Horn? Nobody. Wow. Wow. Nobody, Brian. All right. Undercard. The co-main event. Badu Jack fighting for a vacant light heavyweight title against Marcus Brown. Dwyer told us coming in. Badu Jack can pack a punch, can't he? Well, he can. He also can take one, and he took many from Marcus Brown in this fight. Wow. Let's hear also from Dwyer. Since he's gone the distance with tough hombres, I'm guessing that Marcus Brown by KO is going to get you a sizable rate of return. Now that's why the hedge better talking, but he turned out to be right, Rafe. I didn't have this coming in. Marcus Brown by KO. 
on an excruciatingly gruesome cut across the above nose, lower forehead, right on Badu Jack. That needed well, the, that all happened, but the the fight went to the cards. Oh, I was wrong. I thought that was a late technical stoppage in my memory banks. No, I think you're thinking of Arthur McCanty's bizarre twelfth round stoppage on the Dizone card with uh Demetrius Andrade over Artur Akavov, who had no crazy cuts, who yeah, was Mikado, yes. still fighting back and had no reason to be stopped. One hundred stitches though. This is a pretty damn good performance from Marcus Brown, one that I did not see coming in. How much are we gonna say the cut was the reason? I mean he looked good before that cut. The only the only argument for the cut with the reason is if you are of the persuasion that Badu Jack basically only gets started in the seventh round when the cut occurred. That's when he starts to warm up, when the body shots start to accumulate, when he really starts to take over a fight. And he didn't get a chance to do that because the cut sort of preempted it in this case. But... I don't know. The fight didn't look like it was going that way. It looked like it was going where it was headed, which was a pretty clear Marcus Brown victory. He outboxed him from start to finish. He beat him to the punch. He's faster, fresher. He looked really good. Uh, uh, yo, I, I say give this man his credit. Yeah, we've been waiting a while. It's in, you know, he had certainly his own trouble outside the ring. We had waited a while to see how good he really was, step up to this level. Man, this was a rising performance. The cut was a part of it. It mattered. He looked good before that, but is uh, as much as we say, you know, did, did, did Gale get a little washed overnight from that war with Badu Jack? Did Badu Jack end up having a couple too many wars in a row when you consider the Stevenson fight as well? Because, or is this just a bad night at the office? Because I just I didn't see this performance coming, and now we have to add Marcus Brown to what's becoming a, a sneaky good 175 division, which also includes, by the way. Alexander Grosdick. Marcus Brown is now the mandatory for the Grosdick. Wow. Wow. Stick that one in the, uh, he thinks he's the B-E-S-T of Grosdicks. I, we'll see about that. I, well, where, where, where would you, are you willing to rank Marcus Brown up there in the top Five among, I mean, would you put him, Would even though he doesn't have one of the belts, do you think that he would have the edge in a fight against Arthur Better Biev, against well, the um, big Elider Alvarez, Groves Dick, uh, Bivol? Do, are, do you think he'd have the, would you favor him in any of those fights? A couple of those guys are really big punchers, where Badu Jack is more of a wear you down guy because he's such a good body puncher. He's very tough. He's more technically sound than I think a lot of people give him credit. But you're mentioning guys Better Beef can bang. Elider Alvarez is figuring out how to bang. Sergey Kovalev, unfortunately, outside of the ring as well, can bang. Uh, wait, he can bang outside of the ring, you said? Outside of marriage, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Wait, no in Danny, the ring. It's no, actually your bull, uh, your wife. I don't know. Yes. Uh, this, no, no, no. This is Danny's moment. No, no, no. Um, uh, wow. Um, speaking of the swag champ, Danny Garcia, I did that face to face with Sean Porter. The man wears the largest Windsor knot oh, on yeah. his tie. He got he gets his knot gigantic. I don't know how he does it. It's like four feet across. It's just unbelievable. And in an era of skinny ties when people are trying to bring back the fifties, sixties Beatles look, I gotta give him credit, man. He goes big. He goes balls out. He puts the balls up in the throat, if you know what I mean. From the it's from the lip to the nuts. And I know you know what that means, Kenny. I I do not know what that you know I don't know what that means. Alright, alright. Where were we again? Where were we? 
Badu Jack, Marcus Brown, 175. Yeah, right. hey, big, big win for Nuts, Bra- lips. Uh, Jack says he's okay. You know, tough night at the office. We'll see how he bounces back. Still a name, still fun. We're going to see big fights there. I got to see one more for Marcus Brown before I can believe that he can disarm these much bigger punches. But look, this was a step in the right direction. Anything else on that pay-per-view card we should be talking about? Unless you're a big Rashi Warren and Nordin Ubali guy or that undercard fight with the – Hugo Ruiz fighting a replacement. No, that's no, just no, no. like, come on. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We don't need All right. this. No. Um, Nobody needs that. Uh, you mentioned Jorge Linares on that DAZN undercard. Holy crap. Pablo Cesar Cano, a guy who did beat Pauli, but they didn't give him the credit that time. I'm, I'm glad somebody got the scorecards right, Pauli. Thank you. Boxing is full of shit, man. I know. I know, Pauli. If I only knew what was on my soundboard, this show could be good again. It's not good anymore, Rip. This soundboard is a mess out of control. Buttons move. I blame Dwyer. Dwyer did it, man. Dwyer Dwyer has taken over. My Dwyer prediction, by the way, was that kind of like crack, like he was going to come into our life and just be like consume us for a few weeks, a month or two. But then it would crash and burn and we'd never mention his name again. Is that your experience with crack, Brian? Because (laughs) mine is that I'm going strong. Like I've been on it since the 80s and it's honestly I, I credit it for everything I've ever accomplished. The soda to me is like liquid crack. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, and by crack, that. I mean the soda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you on that or are you off right now? Where are we at? I'm off, man. I'm trying to stay off it. All right. All right. Please do. Uh, the point of this crack conversation is to say that um, Dwyer is, he, you know, he is like a good hard drug. There's as much of a drawback in consistently using him because he's taken over the soundboard. We play too much of him already. We force extra Dwyer jokes that that throw off the typical flow and the typical, really, stick jokes of our actual show. Dwyer is is sitting on the stick. Dwyer is sitting, like, right? like Unzip, yeah, he's sitting right on top of the joystick. This is a service he now has. He has taken over the show, and he doesn't know it. We got to tell him. We got to bring him in. We got to we gotta co-opt, embrace, harness, harness good, block bad, right? Now we right. get... Even more ridiculousness in boxing. All right, all right, Dwyer. Um, so, Rafe. You're talking about Cano, about Linares. Let's go, let's Cano's go, baby. Cano's at Linares to hell. You know that extra room below hell? The one that uh, Sergio Thompson once sent Linares, and he came back even prettier and more manly? It's a pretty, he's a good-looking man. Holy crap, you could not have predicted this loss, Rafe. Three knockdowns, just battered. I mean, I get, I told you 140 was a bridge too far when you were trying to tell me Lenara should move up and face Bud Crawford. What the hell were you talking about? Take that back right now. Put it in your JoJo Dan file, by the way, against Kel Brook. But I never thought it against a Kano that he was just going to, you know, wow, wow. Yeah, I would have thought that Cano would not be too much for Linares. Linares is one of the most interesting, confounding, fatal flaw fighters I've, I can think of. And I, I don't go all, I don't have the boxing history credentials of some of the folks, some of our friends on Twitter, and I respect all the work they do. But just the people, the, the hundreds of fighters I've seen over my hardcore existence, this is, uh, Linares is so hard to figure out because he, on his game, man, he is one of the most uh, – we've talked – we joke about how – what a beautiful man he is. But what a, a, a true beauty to watch operate in the ring. His punches are so fluid. His combinations are uh, gorgeous. He moves well. He is 
almost this platonic ideal of what it's offensive boxing can look like at times. And then when things go wrong early, they keep going wrong and they stay wrong in the worst way. I mean, this was, this was the Yayo Thompson disaster all over again. And you never think it's going to happen against a guy who we've seen out. We saw Shane Mosley beat Pablo Cesar Cano when Shane was, I, I mean, like, you know, Tito Mosley might have beaten Shane at that point in time. The most, like, like, like Shane was at the end and end of his career and he still eked out a win over Cano. So how is Linares, a guy who we just saw last year go really push, really push Vasily Lomachenko, the best fighter in the world, according to many. How many guys? Push him. What? How many guys thought that? Many, many guys. Many, many. Uh, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I, he's shown he's got a few different lives, though. He's got to come back at 135, not 140. Stay away. Look, you just fought Loma and pushed him to the brink, more or less. Not, I mean, not really, but you pushed him hard. You dropped him. You made that uh, incredible fight with your skill set. Take some time off. Stay beautiful. Come back at 35. This was your warning. You got sent to hell. Um, we also have to talk about what we missed, and this was a step-up performance from a pair of sweet hands, brother. Caleb Plant. Look, I predicted who's Katagi. You did. We did mention, though, that for Caleb to win it, he's kind of got to be next level in terms of some of the quickness and defense that we saw against the C, B-minus level competition, the Hogelio Porky Medinas. He upped it on the stage when he needed it. I did not see him coming in knocking a battle-tested, strong hooker like Jose Uzcoctegui down twice, Rafe, and going on to win it the way that he actually ended up doing it. Uzcoctegui is a mid-range hooker. He took that hooker downtown, Rafe. You gotta give him the, you gotta give it up to Caleb Plant. Look, that was a really, really strong performance by Caleb Plant against a very determined Jose Uzcategui, right? I mean, yeah, Uzcategui didn't have basically the skill set to to come out on top in that fight, and he and he didn't change his game plan up. He pretty much was one note throughout, and it didn't work. But man, he kept coming, and despite the two knockdowns, obviously they were straight. Look, he was hurt enough to to go down and and hit the canvas. So it's not just I don't want to diminish them, but I didn't feel that Uzcategui was hurt bad. I didn't think that he was on the way out. I think that he got a couple of, of, of knockdowns where he got caught with shots he didn't see coming. Really nice Chris Pooks and Caleb Plant can do that, right? He does have sweet hands. He got fast hands. <laughs> He's slick. But I don't, look, I, 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 I don't know if this is a good thing to say out loud. I don't trust a slick white fighter. <laughs> I just don't believe it. <laughs> All right, B-Hop, you'll never lose to a white guy. All right, yeah, wow. And and that almost played out in this in the late rounds. I mean, there was you talk about we talk about our guy Linares DeMarco. Uh, this was there. I mean, our guy Linares. There there was some Lin, Lin, some Jorge Linares Tony DeMarco potential late in this fight. Plant's face was breaking up. His nose was bleeding. He was cut bad over the eye. Now the the eye cut, I believe. Was a was an unintentional head cut headbutt, but still, he was he he was taking some damage late in that fight and had to get on his bike. And kudos to him, he did it. He pulled it out. 
but it was not like a bravado performance. This was not, he's calling himself the king of 168. Uh, I'm not ready to give him that yet. Don't crown him yet. All right. This was a, this was a great performance. It really was. I get what you're saying though. It's almost like a be careful what you ask for. This is a great performance against the level of Uzkatagi, who we didn't think he was good enough as, but he has great TV fighter potential. He could be a TV star, Rafe. You know what I'm saying? There's certain reasons why, but fights with heart, white dude, good-looking guy, has skills. But this 168 division, not really a bunch of killers right now, necessarily. And the PBC stable, could they milk this for a while? Could you have him beat Wash Durrell? Could you maybe put him up there against kind of Washy DeGale? I don't look. Yeah, winner of DeGale and Eubank. Why not? They got Avni Yildrim is fighting for PBC soon. But you know who they should keep him away? They should build toward the big fight with David Benavidez. That's a fair point. And they have that is dangerous. They have history. By the way, That's, yeah, you've seen that on YouTube. Plant has a David, lot of history. Jose Benavidez Jr. Yes. going trying to attack Caleb Plant in the gym, and, and Plant, I love the Plant. Plant handed that awesome. He was just kind of like, "Yo, man, you don't want none of this. Leave me, to, leave me. I'm, I'm here getting my work in. Back up." There's a bunch of videos of him getting into near fights with Benavidez, him getting into near fights with DeGale. So there are some fights you can make against guys that are either not as good as they once were. Or maybe can prove to be not as good as they could potentially be. I think it's the perfect time for him to be a player in this division, though. Yeah, I do have top-end fears against... Yeah, I do. I do. But, look, he made a big leap with this fight. I kind of want the Gale fight. I kind of want that as the big one. What about... What about... What about... I know we're crossing the street here, and it's unlikely. But what if, what if our guy Saul... I love me. Some Saul Canelo Alvarez. Wow. And what if he wants a legit belt at 168? Would you send him to talk to Mr. Plant? I think if Plant is as good, if Plant can turn out to be good and keep packaging wins, I think he becomes too valuable for Al where you can't just send him to the zone for a flat fee. I mean, Al is matching money, right? It was top rank who supposedly came after Danny Garcia and said, hey, we'll give you $3 million to fight Crawford. I was like, no, 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 right? I mean, man, many people have thrown money at Broner over the years, from Rock Nation to Eddie Hearn, you know, into zone. And, and Al's like, no, 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 AB, stay here. I got your back. I'm, I'll put the money in your wallet. You're fine. So, I mean, you know, maybe I like the I like this DeGale fight. That's going to be, you know, I mean, one thing about DeGale is Dwyer will tell us. I think DeGale is one of the most misunderstood fighters of our generation. But. I think this is a fight Caleb can win. So it's interesting, man. But again, I got to give this performance earlier in the year as, as one of the more, as one of the performances where a guy right in the middle of his, let's show us how, who you are, rose to another level. He did it. He rose to the occasion. We did not, we had not seen Caleb plan at this level. We had our doubts and he showed us that the skills are real. He belongs at that elite level at 168. Top end. We'll see. I look, I want to see it too because he, Yo, the guy can fight. The guy can really box. The guy, he's got a, an entertaining style. I don't know if it's enough against fighters with a little more skill than Uzkatagi and real firepower, but yo, that's why they fight. Let's see it. I hope they make it. I hope they make it or at least build to something really good there. Any other fights we missed in the last two weeks? I'm sure there are several, many fights we missed, Brian. Right. Many. But we don't need to dwell on them. No, this show's already 
weird and rail off the rails and weird. So let's get into our Do You Care weekend preview, if you will. You down with this? Hell yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with you. Saturday, Houston, in the zone, Rafe. Jaime Mungia is going to make his debut on that platform. Eddie Hearn putting money on the platform. Defending his WBO junior middleweight title against Takeshi Inoue. Do you care, bro? Oh, man. I will say I care, but just barely. Just barely. No one has ever seen this Takeshi Inoue guy fight. He's not related to the Inoues we love at Bantamweight and his brother at whatever weight. This is a different guy. We don't know if he's any good. Look, the the the, the best case scenario for this is that he pulls a Yoshihiro Kama guy, right? He's just a just an absolute warrior and we get a fun fight. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Look, I gotta ask you a hard question here. Outside of the Canelo deal, which Canelo Jacobs again, fight matters. If Triple G signs and we're waiting on that, fight matters, the trilogy. Outside of Canelo, is the zone going in the right direction at the moment? Is there any movement? Yeah, we could get Joshua Big Baby, but we can't, don't they kind of need need some movement here? I would like to see a little bit more. We talked about this the last time we podcasted, Brian, that while it's exciting that DAZN cut this deal with Golden Boy and got Canelo in the fold, it also sort of suggests that the Eddie Hearn Matchroom USA relationship is not as central to their plans long term as we thought it was. And if that's the case, and credit again to our guy Evan Rutkowski, former HBO Mar- Sports Marketing fig- exec- not executive but employee, and who runs that Ficionados podcast, like he that guy dropped some serious knowledge. And he laid it out a few weeks ago or la- or last month that if Eddie Hearn does not see a long term future at the zone, he might not give them a good AJ fight. He might save AJ Wilder for after that first two-year deal when the option goes up, when he needs to sell his next US TV deal. So we may, that he's saying that that might not happen until 2020. If Eddie, basically, if Hearn and Matchroom USA are going to make these secondary-style cards on the zone. Yeah, it's not as great as we thought it was going to be. I mean, what I'm saying about that is, like, Canelo versus anybody matters to us. AJ versus a secondary opponent on zone, yeah, it matters to us. Yeah, you have the two biggest stars in the world in AJ and Canelo, but... And the I, third biggest in Ryan Garcia. I, that's true. I feel like it's Andrade versus a guy I never heard of, or Big Baby versus a guy I never heard of or, or don't want to hear of anymore, like, a little bit too often lately. What's the other matchup? Who's the other fighter? That they have that we really need to see. Well, they have everything. Well, except for Triple G, and we don't know what's going to go on there. They got everything at middleweight. They got Demetrius Andre. They got Danny Jacobs. They got Canelo. Maybe Munguio wants to jump up to 160 at some point in time. They can find opponents. Billy Joe Saunders was already supposed to fight on his own. The WBO, I think, is the Andrade belt that he that that he had to forfeit. That Andrade won over Big Walter Katandakwa. Billy Joe's supposed to fight for that later this okay, year again. Middleweight. I'm starting to get scared here. It's like we were waiting. Okay, well Eddie will add more. There's no one more to add. None of these PBC guys outside of Vargas is jumping. It's just um, 
I, I, I hope that they can continue to be a player. I hope that they can make like must see main event matchups. But they're, I'm running short off the top of my head to think, you know, what's next outside of a Canelo or a Joshua? Well, I, we do know that our guy Lewis Ritson has another fight lined up pretty soon in Newcastle. So I'm looking for the beast, looking forward to the BC call of that. Oh, God. Uh, hey, I'll get into zone. Whatever. You Take want. me to the Geordie Shore, Brian. Coleman in Houston in the zone. Jesus Rojas defending his WBA regular featherweight title against Zukan. You don't. No, no, no. Virgil Ortiz Jr. versus Jesus Valde. No, you don't care. Hey, I mean, Ortiz is supposed to, he's, he's solid. Right, I want to see what's up with him. Two times he's ago, talking about fighting for a, for a title by the end of the year, maybe. He's on that, that, that Teofimo Lopez fast track. I asked if you cared two times ago. You said yes. Last time I asked if you cared on Virgil Ortiz, you said no. All right, look, I, I can't be consistent. What are you asking of me here? All right, well, you eat, I eat, champ. And Saturday's big one, of course, is Barclay Center, Brooklyn, your old backyard, if you will. Fox, Big Fox. PBC on Big Fox. He's back. The Walter Waite King. Keith One-Time Thurman. Against respected brother, Josecito Lopez. Josecito for Thurman's WBA Walter Waite title. I, yeah, I care. I care a lot. Yeah, it's not the Keith Thurman fight we wanted. But I care. Thurman's got some questions to answer. Obviously, this is a right opponent to do that against. I think more more likely than not, the two of us are going to put our heads together and say, okay, Thurman by sixth-round stoppage. But there's yeah. going to be some questions to answer on the road to that, Rafe. We got to care. But we also want to see if all of these injuries that Thurman has had have healed up if he's and, and if he still has that power, if he's still throwing his right hand with real Fight changing, fight stopping, game cha- game plan changing power. We that those are all reasons to care. You saw these guys up close. You hosted the PBC face to face. Did you get any vibe off of Josecito that he might pull another big upset? He might throw uh, uh, up uh, overthrow the apple cart again like he did to Victor Ortiz way back in 2012. Is Josecito gonna bust somebody's jaw? In the immortal words of Teddy Atlas, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Straight up. Um, all interesting though. When I did talk with Sean Porter off, off the record, off camera, he thinks Josecito is going to, going to give Thurman more of a problem, more of a war than people realize. I mean, Josecito's 3-0 with Robert Garcia. But look, you know, I mean, Berto stopped him. In 2015, and this ain't Berto. By the way, I did, I, I brought that up. It got edited out of the final product, but that was a question I asked on the face to face. I was like, you know, Thurman, as, uh, you know, Keith, as Floyd famously said, this ain't Berto. And looking at you right now one time, this ain't Berto. But, you know. Hey, you, you can all, at least you tried. At least you tried. We appreciate that here. You. If you can work in some questions about shooting loads on that, uh, get that onto a real fox, then you will basically be in the Pantheon. You stamped your ticket to the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Hello, Canastota. We love uh, hello, you. hello. By the way, shout out to Berto. By the way, he's a really fun interview. We love the guy. We love that famous picture of him shirtless on the beach holding up that, that crawfish, whatever, that, the crab. <laughs> That's crab. a gigantic crab, man. I ain't no yeah. crawfish. Uh, but his, his pops died. 
And his pops Ooh. was always a fun presence in his corner. Uh, I never could pronounce his first name though, but, uh, he would fought as an alternate in UFC 10. He was a big mixed martial arts, big tough guy. You know, shout out to, to, uh, to Berto on that one. You know, I like Berto. I like Berto a lot. You know? it's great. I mean, it's hard not to. He's been around so long. He's kind of he's been he 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 graduated from that early part of his career when the hardcore fans couldn't stand him because he was getting the an early version of the Al Heyman rub with HBO where he was fighting opponents who people didn't think were any good and blowing them out and getting all this hype and and it just he was driving people nuts. Now, you know, he's been through some wars. He, he fights with a lot of heart and, and he's, a, he's been a good guy throughout. Glad he got that Floyd payday. Even it was a crappy fight. Speaking of PBC face to face, I want to host a PBC. I know. Oh, oh, cramp. It happened again, Brian. Oh, shit. Oh, what is this? Too weird. What do you get? A, a crotch cramp again? Oh, I got that. I got that hamstring cramp, man. It comes for oh, me sometimes. Injury. I want to do a PBC face to face with, uh, Andre Berto and uh, Adrian Brunner. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm going to host that one day. All right. Um, Rafe, the point of this conversation was Keith one-time Thurman. Got the elbow injury. Got the hand injury. Two years gone. He's a star, though, dude. He's very confident in the lead-up to here. Talking people's ears off. I like the mid-round stoppage here. Josecito could hurt him, could go to the body Colazo style against him, but Keith too fast in the end. Two percent. What do you think, Brian? What do you think? If if you're Robert Garcia, you're coming up with a game plan for Josecito. Do you tell him to try and jump on Keith Thurman early or at least do something to test him in that first round? See how bad – because we've all had our questions about Keith Thurman's injuries, the car crashes, the elbows, the postponements. Made made fans wonder a little bit how bad he wants this. To, do you – if you're Robert Garcia, are you there hyping up your guy before – when you're about to walk out to the ring? Yo, you go out there and you and you make this man show that he still wants a piece of this game. You can't be too reckless or you're going to get knocked out. Yes. And, you know, Josecito's – he's been stopped before. I mean, he's gotten in brawls and, and been stopped. But I think you got to just be smart but be aggressive to the body. I think that's the path to really test where he's at here. Or to bust the jaw. That worked against Victor Ortiz. Yeah, that, is, that is true. Oh, it's a teacher. I'll bust my jaw. That That's is, a classic. That is very can't, true. can't Cole, never forget. The co-main event has potential to get extra sloppy when Adam Konatsky, the Polish heavyweight, against Gerald Washington, who, let's not forget, was up 4 to nothing against Deontay Wilder on every single card. But I think... Talk Dan, about sloppy. That Dan finish Rangels. will go down in history. Uh, Konachki fresh off, what, that sloppy Prince Charles, Sir Charles Martin, Prince Charles Martin win that, that we saw in Brooklyn that time. Uh, this could be fun and interesting. I, I Kon, not good though. He's tough. You know, he sent Spielka to hell that time. Like, but come on, he's a caveman. He could punch, man. He, that he's caveman fun, can punch. He's and he's tough. I don't, I don't want to count him out. Look, he might, he, I, it's hard to imagine him against the higher level. Heavyweights, but he keeps winning fights, and he's the he's the guy on the roll here, not Washington. It's a good test. Let's see what happens, Hill. Do you care about uh, any of Gary Russell's brothers on the undercard? Gary Antoine Russell, uh, the junior one. No, 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 no. I care about Gary Russell Jr. I don't want to hear about no other Russells. How about Gary Antonio Russell, who's a bantamweight who will be on that? No, okay, okay, okay. Uh, do you care about this card same night, Saturday, Uncasville, Connecticut? Cletus Seldon in the main event off TV against Adam Mate, 10 rounds junior welterweights. No. The Polish Hammer, isn't that what his name is? 
No, the, the Jewish Cletus hammer. Selden? The Hebrew hammer. Isn't Cletus Heldon? Hebrew ha- He's, yeah, he, he is, uh, Hebrew. Alright, Saturday night, San Jose, Costa Rica. We got a title fight, Rafe. Hannah Gabriels will defend her WBA junior, women's junior middleweight title against Sarah Dwyer. Oh, really? She's number one in the Dwyer household. Sarah Dwyer? Oh my God. She walk around like she is the B-E-S-T. I'm talking over Dwyer. I love me some Sarah Dwyer. Wow. Wow. Hey man, don't be a blank. You know, hey, you're really gonna act this way. You're really gonna be buffoonish. Uh, that's it. The rest of the fights this weekend are trash, Rafe. I'm sorry. That's it. The show's trash. It's fun talking to you, though. It's fun to be back off vacation, back in the box. Um, you know, man, Manny look good. Broner's gonna bounce back and get his. We already, you know, if he gets get Khan off of a Khan loss to Terrence Crawford, that ain't bad if you want to rebuild that way. See where Caleb Plant's going next. Let's see where you're going next, Rafe, in 2019. I want big things out of you, okay? I look. I'm I'm trying to get down to 135 for a Linares fight because I think I have a shot in that one if I catch him early. Wow, wow! If we had like a boxing media tournament, would you enter at heavyweight or would you try to suck down to cruiser? I could make cruiser pretty easy. You think so? Yeah, all I got to do is like work out, get in shape a little bit. All right, well, you eat. Ice, I'm a natural champ. cruiser. Look, look, you know me. I love this division. I would, I, I would, de- I would make a point. I, I, I want to make it down to cruiser regardless, but it's only 10 pounds. I can get there. By the way, shout out to our, our good friend down under who's no longer there, Alex McClintock, who sent me that sound, uh, from, uh, Andrade's daddy. And shout out to our great listeners, Rafe. We did actually get some DM slides this week. We didn't get a chance to, uh, break into them. We got that one guy I love that, that, DMs us all the time. Oh, yeah, Scott Henry at Scott Sprint in Utah. You got a second here, Rafe? Here's what he said. No doubt, no doubt. What chance of being serious do you give fat Chino Maidana's comeback videos on Instagram? The world is a better place with Maidana boxing. If I'm ever feeling depressed, I watch Broner Maidana. And quote Scott Henry. Thank you for always being a big factor in the show. Rafe, we didn't get into that much. We teased it a couple times. Teased the bag a little bit. We played with the bag with, with as Freddie would say a couple times. But Fat Maidana's coming back. You have a little bit of fun with the bag. You play with it. Rafe, is this everything we want or is this gonna, is this gonna be bad? Is he gonna have to fight Kelly Pavlik at cruiserweight? What's happening here? Look, man, the the one that, that sticks out in my mind, the circus fight that you could talk me into, Broner Maidana too. Why not? I don't care what weight, 175, wow. let them both blow up. Whatever Chino can make it down to versus oh, whatever right, AB dude. is willing to go You're up right. to. You're right. Circuit. It would be a circus. It's... It would be fun. Maybe they make some money. I'm down. I'll host that face-off as well, PVC face-to-face. Yes, yes. Wow. Wow, Rafe. Wow. All right. Uh, uh, how's Eater? Or did you just meet her? All good, baby. We, we're out here printing all the food that's fit to print. All right. All right. Um, you got anything else you want to say? You know what? I only got one thing I want to say. Brian, welcome back. We out. <laughs>